0: So much for joining us here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. 419-794-3030 is the phone number. That's 419-794-3030 online arhq.com. My name is Chris Swan. Like I said, really do appreciate you joining us today on the show. What is your retirement number? How to lessen your dependency on social security and what to expect if and when? Uh, you happen to become a caregiver, all this and more. But before we do, let me check in. Quick addendum here. Uh, Nolan Baker not with us this week. Chaz Price on his honeymoon. I want to wish him a belated yep. congratulations on his wedding. And say hello to Scott Kirshner and Jeremy Baker. No relation, but gentlemen, glad to be with you as always. How you doing today?
1: Yeah, Chris, uh, thank you very much. We're doing well, doing well. Actually, um, last weekend went to uh, Chaz's wedding, had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was. I, you know, we didn't realize that we were actually um, needed to... Uh, Train for our cardio. We, uh, the wedding was outside and it was, um, at a really, really nice place here at, in the uh, Grand Rapids area. But, uh, you'll walk, the walk from where the ceremony was to the reception was uphill and it seemed like it was about 17 miles.
2: Yeah. We needed our, uh, cross training shoes. <laughs> yeah, we, we, did. we did. We did.
1: We did. But anyway, you know, it was, it was, the weather was fantastic, uh, the, the past couple of weeks here in. um, Northwest Ohio, as you all know, that are listening, it's been uh, hot and summer uh, is like upon us, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, summer is very much, uh, you know, uh, if not upon us officially, it is, it is knocking... On the door here, And that's something that you want to think about when you get into retirement, because every day is summer. Every day is a Saturday. And, you know, how are you going to make that that work? Not, not just to fill the time, but also afford the time that you're going to spend. That is the, the essentialness of having a proper retirement plan. What would get you to think about when you listen to the show this week. So let's go ahead and dive in here uh, with a guy named Dwayne, who retired at age 59 with half a million dollars, 500,000. Uh, he started a YouTube channel about his adventures. And in a recent post, he talked about one of his most difficult adjustments in, in this new journey of his Up until you retire, your whole life
1: is spent bringing money into your account. When you retire, that income coming in is not there anymore. (laughs) It's just not. So you go from a
0: saving mentality to a spending mentality. That was big for me. So you see your account going down in balance all the time. And it's just like, wow. My God, what am I going to do? It's uncomfortable. Let's put it that way. So a reality that I think he and a lot of retirees faces where those paychecks stop coming in. What is Dwayne missing from his retirement plan, guys?
1: You know, I think that's a great question. What is Dwayne missing? And I think there's a lot of people out there listening that um, don't think about what are you actually missing, Missing, right? I mean, you know, when when you retire, like Dwayne said, you know, for all of those years, you're putting that money in, you're making that income and it's coming in and, you, and you're investing what am I missing? And that has to be really, you know, when I start retirement, when I'm looking at that money going out versus coming in, uh, you you better darn well make sure that you're not missing anything. Jeremy, how do you help people that are in this situation and kind of ease their mind on what they may be missing?
2: One of the biggest things is having a written retirement income plan. I'm not talking about just a financial plan. You know, a lot of people have financial plans, but once you hit that sort of golden age or that that year where you essentially have to turn on that income stream, what you need is a, a written retirement income plan that addresses those needs. What we use is, um, I'm sure people that have listened have heard of the independent income system. What we look at there is having, you know, one to three years of income in safe and guaranteed places. Those would be things like pensions, social security, annuities, where you know where it's coming from. You don't have to worry about market fluctuations. Um, I used to, to tell my clients and our clients that, uh, what you need to worry about is getting to the mailbox. And that's sort <laughs> of a, it's it's an older term now because nobody gets checks in the mail anymore. You know i guess it's looking at your phone and making sure that you have your you know your banking app that you have that money in your account each and every week to pay for your bills and things like that so what we look at is guaranteeing that one to three years in saving guaranteed buckets we have a midterm bucket for looking out three to five years that you can have a little bit of market risk too might be things like cash cash equivalents which now you know with interest rates rising cash is actually a decent option anymore if you look at things like money market funds oh sure where you can get you know maybe three to five percent and then lastly we look at uh long-term bucket um you have to keep pace in- with inflation somebody that has half a million dollars it seems like a lot of money but when you do the math you know depending on what your what your situation is uh, you need to probably have some things in place to give yourself a pay raise in the future to keep up with inflation and that would be you know kind of our money in the long-term bucket five plus years that you can put in the stock market or things like that where you can afford to because you have to keep pace with inflation otherwise Mm -hmm. you don't want to fall behind but that's money you can have a little bit of risk with Um, nobody likes
1: to lose money but In order to keep pace with inflation you have to have that in place we're talking about diversification and with his independent income system you know like i've said many times before this isn't my lane uh, but i'm listening to a lot of these appointments and i'm sitting in on these appointments and it makes perfect sense the bucket concept like you know it's not like a an actual bucket with money you know in it but it is putting those different buckets aside for different things and different needs as you move through retirement you know one of them is to pay for for health care you know uh, premiums and coverages and things like that you're going to have is another bucket that you look at and uh obviously having these buckets with all of the different monies in there for like you said the the one to three year the three to five and then the five plus are very very important yeah one of the biggest things we have now it's a great time to be alive is technology we have
2: mm-hmm. technology on our side so we have a lifetime savings calculator which kind of reinforces that bucket situation and then the other thing we have financial planning software called right capital and i would say doing a number of financial plans you know two to three hundred a year and what we look at is stress testing portfolios and and retirement situations and probably the biggest challenge is medical expenses and long-term care costs. I mean, you could you could have a perfect, perfectly designed plan and if something happens to somebody where maybe they need long-term care or a medical crisis comes in, that's kind of what blows it up for sure. lack of a Absolutely. better term. So we kind of like, like to look at, you know, different financial planning softwares and kind of poke holes and, and put it through Monte Carlo simulations what if the market goes down 10%? What if inflation goes up? What if, what if, what if, you know, all those things and situations. So that's all part of having that retirement income plan.
0: It's all about shifting the mindset. And like, like Dwayne realized, when those paychecks stop coming in from working towards retirement and actually being able to enjoy retirement, there is a difference between having a retirement plan, the money that I've been putting away in a 401k or savings accounts or what have you, and actually having an income plan. How do I now turn that into a sustainable source of income that's going to last me the next 20, 30, however many years you spend in retirement? And if you need help with that mindset, if it's something you haven't thought about, you know, how am I going to factor in health care? What are taxes like in, in retirement? It is okay. Just by listening to the show, you're showing that you're taking your retirement seriously. The next step is actually putting pen to paper and starting to develop that plan, that retirement plan, which includes all these things, including Very key, an income plan all starts with that phone call, 419-794-3030. It's how you get in touch, set up a time to speak with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters. There's a new survey by Schroeder that says the average working American thinks they're going to need $1.1 million to retire. So I have to wonder, do you guys get calls from people who tell you how much they've saved for retirement and follow that up with the question, is that enough? If so, how do you answer that question? And what does it take to actually find out what their quote unquote retirement number is? That's
2: probably one of the biggest questions we get from folks that come in and talk to us is, am I doing enough? And, you know, every situation's different. You just can't throw a number out there and, you know, 1.1 million. We just talked about Dwayne who had half a million dollars and he, you know, that for him was seemed to be his number. But there are ways to figure out what your number is as an individual. Um, What I like to use is uh, Morningstar they had a report in 2013 and it's still pretty relevant today and they have what's called a safe withdrawal rate. And you could look at anything from say 15 to 40 years, you know, somebody that's uh, 60 years old, we definitely don't want to plan for 25 years. And then you look across the table and now they're 86 and mm-hmm. they're out of money because you only plan for them to be 85. So Morningstar also has uh, anywhere from 50 to 99% confidence on that safe withdrawal rate. Again, I'd prefer to be 99% confident rather than leave it up to a coin flip where it's you know 50-50. Maybe I'm gonna not run out of money. Sure. So I would say that kind of a safe withdrawal rate would be somewhere between maybe three and six percent, considering all those factors. And in fact, that Morningstar study showed that four percent had a 50% confidence of lasting 30 years. So, you know, I would think somewhere less than 4%. So if you look at, you know, somebody that has 1.1 million at 4%, that's about $44,000 a year coming off their investments and they never touched the principal.
0: It's all about that that frugality, you know, being able to live within your means. And and it comes down to what do you have saved? What do you want to achieve in retirement? How much is that going to cost? It it, it comes down to running the numbers. I think it's safe to say, you know, uh, I think Elon Musk just recently became the the world's richest uh, person again. $192 billion. He's probably going to be okay. I would say that that's a – well, I say that, but you never know. Well,
1: I mean, okay, so think about it, Chris. (laughs) I mean, with him, his numbers, obviously, like you said, Jeremy, is totally different. You know, here's a guy that's spending – a lot of money too so is that billion dollars a safe number for him when you're spending you know the hundreds of millions of dollars that he spends on all of these goofy things that he's doing right Mm -hmm. you know so so jeremy let me ask this question to me it has always been a magic number of million bucks right and and for a lot of our clients we actually send out gifts when they do hit that million dollar investment right Uh, who doesn't want to say hey I've got a million bucks. It's certainly a
2: milestone. What I like to do, there's a, if you think about this and it's two times, three times, 10 times, seven times, 52 times 20. Now what that is, is three people, three meals a day, $10 a meal, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year for 20 years. And that number is almost a half a million dollars and that's just on food. Mm. So that's almost $22,000 a year. And I'm I'm a single guy. I I eat
1: out a lot, and ten ten bucks isn't going to cover a lot of meals anymore. <laughs> no, now you know, not with inflation the way it is, and the cost of everything going up too. You know, but you know, one of the other things to look at with that number. I mean, that's five hundred thousand just right there with the, the math that you just did. But you know, look at healthcare. In health insurance right now you know you're looking at spending over a 20 to 25 year period in retirement you're looking at spending roughly three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars for a couple in in retirement that's another right there you're at eight hundred thousand yeah, dollars roughly, just for food and health care just for food and health care you know so you know the magic number a million 1.1 you know yeah, for some, you know, like, like the prior segment, 500000 was working for him at 59, but isn't really going to work for him at 59 because, you know, you're retiring at 59 and, you know, a lot of it goes into genetics. I mean, if his parents live to the mid to late 80s, you know, he's got a good chance of living to the mid to late 80s. So, you know, it 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 really all depends if you if you don't know what your number is, we can obviously help with that. We've got the the tools and the resources available. You know, there's a lot of different things you can do is uh, you know, take a list and of uh put a list together of all of your income resources, you know? Uh for example, 401k's, IRA's, pension, savings, social security, take a list and and, and put that together and say, "Okay, what are all of my resources? Where's my money coming from?" Uh, and to determine what that magic number is for you, because it is uh, different for everybody, and that number can change as you're moving through retirement, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I know some of the things we talk about are the slow go, go go, and no go. Yeah, where...
1: that's that's Chaz's big, big thing, and he um, he 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 says that very well, and he goes through that with everybody. One of the
2: things I like to do, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about Social Security later. And you mentioned, you know, you do want to have a list of assets, your IRAs, your 401ks, because Social Security is primarily going to be the cornerstone of most people's retirement. And and what we like to do is do an optimization report. And it uh, it shows you kind of your wealth accumulation and your wealth depletion. Because again, we don't know how long you're going to be around. So we protect you from things like taxes, things like inflation. And then consider longevity as well. You know, like I mentioned earlier, we don't want to prepare for 86 and then your chances are a married couple, one of the one of them's going to live into their 90s. So we have to we have to definitely look out for that. We have to prepare for the long haul.
0: Because that would certainly be an awkward conversation to have at you know your eighty seventh birthday. We'd are like, well, you ran out of money last year, so we're not we're not sure what we're going to do here. That is not that is not <laughs> something that they want to do. That is something that they they do not do because they make these plans to you know uh, hopefully be, go the distance. You know, uh, address that number one concern among retirees and pre retirees outliving their money. Finding that magic number sounds like a cop out, but it really is. It depends on person to person. It, it's going to depend on your situation. So here's the number you should concern yourself with right now: four one nine. 794 3030 That's how you get in touch with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters. Start putting pen to paper and figuring out what what the number is going to be for you. 419-794-3030. Or if you prefer, you can just go to the website as well, ARHQ.com. Jeremy, you kind of cued it up there. Let's go ahead and talk about this right now. Social Security. For many Americans, it's one of the main sources of retirement income. And according to research by SmartAsset, the average retiree in the U.S. received between 40 and 50% of their total income. From that very source from social security you know it's never a good idea to have all your eggs in one basket there's an adage about that don't do it how can you help us spread out our income sources so that people are less dependent on social security well
2: one of the things i think i mentioned this earlier is we have a tool which is a lifetime savings calculator which it starts with your income goal and then how much of that do you want or need to replace that very I find very few people come into our office and say, you know what? I want to live on half what I'm living on now in (laughs) retirement now that I have an extra 40 hours a week. And you know, I, I find very few people want to live on less than what they're living on now. Then we consider what you're not going to be spending in retirement. You're not going to be paying taxes anymore. You're not going to be saving for retirement. And then comes the decision with social security is when do I take it? Do I take it at 62? Do I wait till I'm 70? Um, taking it at 62, you're basically guaranteeing yourself a penalty of about 25%. Um, there's other things to consider too is if you retire at 62, you have, you're going to have uh, health insurance costs before your full retirement age. Mm-hmm. Um, If you wait till 70, you're going to get that 8% increase every year, which sounds great. Um, You know, some people come in and say, I can't work till 70. And I say, you know what? Nobody's telling you you have to work till 70. However, consider the fact that you can get an 8% increase each and every year that you wait on Social Security. And, you know, we're pretty good at what we do, but I can't guarantee you 8% on investments. (laughs) If I could, I would, you know, probably... Somebody would be knocking at
1: the door saying, I don't think you can do that, Mr. Baker. You know, and that's one of the big things with me when I meet with people with um, uh, for Medicare is they always ask, when should I take Social Security? Because one of the questions I ask when I'm meeting with someone doing some fact finding with Medicare is I'll ask, are you taking Social Security? You know, I met with a couple of uh, this past week and they said, no, we're not taking Social Security. So and the reason why I asked that is, uh, you know, I'm not being nosy, but here's why I asked that question. If you are turning 65 and you are taking Social Security, you will automatically be enrolled. You know, so for me, that's an important question to have answered. The 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 flip side of that is when they say, no, I'm not. And they're signing up for Medicare. A lot of people don't understand this or don't realize this is your only option for paying for Medicare Part B is quarterly, you know, because you're not taking Social Security, right? right? I can't take that monthly draw from Social Security when you're not taking Social Security. So your only option is a quarterly payment. And right now the monthly is one sixty four ninety, so you're looking at about four hundred and ninety five dollars a quarter that you're going to have to write a check to pay for that Social Security, you know. And like you said, Jeremy. It doesn't mean that when you're 65, you have to retire. You know, the big misconception on that Social Security statement is it says full retirement age. I can't tell you the number of people that come in and say, well, I don't want to retire. Well, you don't have to. Yeah, some people actually do like
2: what they do for a living and (laughs) don't necessarily want to leave.
1: You know, I, I've had um, a, a situation last week where the guy says, well, you know, I am I love what I do. I'm looking to work until 70, but um, I might want to take my Social Security at full retirement age, 66 and six months, and bank that. Yeah, that's certainly an option. Once you hit full
2: retirement age, you can work and make as much money as you can and not have to quote-unquote, pay back Social Security. Hmm. If you take Social Security before full retirement age, there's something called the earnings test where they will take $2 for every $1 you make. What happens is, let's say I'm 62 when I start taking Social Security, and then I do my taxes at 63, and they realize I made $18,000 more then I should. Well, then I won't get a check from Social Security until that money's been paid back. So it could be four to five months worth of income that they don't pay you until you reach that threshold. And a lot of people don't understand that either. And that's a kind of a kick in the pants, for lack of a better term. Oh, right? sure. When
1: when you're you're expecting money and don't don't actually receive it. One of the things that I always enjoy is when when we're sitting at these events. And one of the things that um, I like is when you guys talk about if you don't want to take your Medicare, but you still need that income, you look at other resources. So maybe you take money from a different source. Maybe it's an uh, investment, an IRA or um um, you know, a, a Roth IRA because it's not reportable income, you can put off that taking drawing Social Security until maybe from 66 and a half to 70. So you get that extra, you know, 750, maybe a $1,000, whatever it is on your particular statement, and draw money from other resources, because maybe you don't need all of that for living expenses. Walk Walk through that and let people know, because I think that is a great way to put off taking Social Security at full retirement age and wait until 70 to maximize your benefit.
2: You know, we do optimization reports, and I guess it was kind of the topic is not having all your eggs in one basket. So at at some point, you could draw from your retirement funds to supplement your income, and you can delay Social Security and get an 8% increase each and every year plus the cost of living adjustments and like you mentioned it could be as much as a couple thousand dollars a month not only that it increases your spousal benefit so if and when you retire and you have a spouse that may have a, a be entitled to a benefit which is essentially 50% you know let's say you have a husband and wife and you know, traditional American families have been like this, especially with people of of this generation where the husband worked, the wife stayed at home and raised the kids. Well, she's entitled to 50% of the spousal benefit. She'll get her own benefit plus an additional benefit, which will basically, you know, it gives the family about 150% of the social security income. And if you wait, you know, you get a raise each and every year. And the other thing that affects is the survivor benefit, because once one spouse passes, the other spouse gets the higher of the two. So it could be extremely, an extreme difference between what you have at full retirement age or, you know, even between 62 and 70. I know I know, just from doing the math and being at a number of these seminars, it, it could be as much as about 119% difference between mm, 62 sure. and 70. And a lot of people don't
1: understand that or know they even have that option. So if you've got questions about uh, how do I take resources other than Social Security. So I'm not, you know, keeping all of my eggs in just that Social Security basket, so to speak. Reach out to us, you know, visit us at ARHQ.com. You can uh, meet with uh, Nolan, uh, Chaz or Jeremy and and go through different ways to uh, supplement that Social Security income to to make sure that you're
0: living uh, comfortably through retirement. It's like working a a maze and and going from the back and and figuring out where you need to get to. Uh, it's one of the, and I want to go in and put this out there, the good people at the social security office, they are not equipped to give you advice on when to claim your social security. They're there to process the paperwork. This is definitely something you want to figure out ahead of time. And it's something the team at America's Retirement Headquarters can help you out with. Make sure you get it right to figure out what's going to work best for uh, you and, and, and your household. 419-794-3030, how you start that conversation, figure out how social security is going to work into your retirement plan or the website, ARHQ.com. Let's talk about Medicare here, Scott. Uh, It seems that we're kind of in a lull here with uh, the uh, open enrollment period ending March 31st, the annual election period not starting up until October 15th. So in the meantime here, are there any options for somebody that, you know, might have a plan that's not working out like they thought or they're having problems with providers or there's being in in network? Is there anything you can do to help them out?
1: Oh, absolutely, Chris. It's kind of like, you know, the uh, analogy I use is it's like the um, the landscapers and the snowplowers, right? You know, when when haymaking is good, I grew up on a farm and in the old terms, you know, you make hay when the haymaking's good. Right. So, you know, like a landscaper, when it's nice and warm out and you're able to do all of the landscape work outside. And, you know, then the snow comes and the snowplow guys are, are slammed. Well, it's kind of the same thing with Medicare, with a few options, with a few differences, I should say, not option, but a few differences. You know, during obviously during the AEP, that's the annual enrollment period. That's when you can make a change and review your plan. And then OEP is to make that other change. But what do we do now? Right. I mean, we're in that lull. So here's what happens. You you have options. People still turn 65 outside of those time frames. Right. So if you're turning 65, you have the option to sign up for Medicare. You get three months prior to the month of and three months after your uh 65th birthday now where some exceptions come into play is if you are working past 65 because we do have a lot of people that work past 65 and they say well do i really need to sign up for medicare you know um and we'll talk about that in another um in another segment here later on in the show but um that depends One of the things we want to look at is if you are working past 65, then we look at seeing how much is your employer plan going to cost you. Uh, So you do not have to sign up for Medicare if you have an employer plan. Like I said, I don't want to take any thunder away from our next segment because we're going to talk a little bit about that then. If you have a plan in place right now and you feel that that plan is not performing the way you expected it to perform, you do have a couple of options. Now, these are little known facts from the general public out there, right? Uh, Unless you're in the business like myself or, or, you know, Jeremy and some of the other guys here at the office, you really don't know some of these things. So I'm going to give you a little bit of tidbits, a little bit of insider information here. There are a couple of ways that you can actually make changes to your plan. One of those is if you are a veteran and using VA benefits, one of the things that you have available to you is you can make a change to your plan any time throughout the year. OK, if you're 65 years old, you're a veteran, you can make a change to your plan. Another uh, opportunity that you have is if you are dually eligible. So if you are Medicaid and Medicare eligible, that means dually eligible and you uh, uh, want to make a change to your plan, you can make a change to that plan Every three months, it's quarterly. Every three months, you can make a change to that plan. But then there's another option available that a lot of people really don't know about. Those first two, a lot of people know about. But this is another option available. All of the insurance plans that are put in place are regulated by CMS. I've talked about this before. It's the Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services. Okay, And these plans are given star ratings. You know it's like the little gold star you got when you were in in, uh, school you did a great job you get a little gold star well it's the same thing with this right so CMS awards star ratings to these plans if you are on a plan that is not a five-star plan the most stars you can get with an insurance plan is five stars okay so if you're on a plan that's not a five-star plan you're not happy with your plan. You want to make some changes to your plan. You can move to a five-star plan anytime throughout the year.
2: And I know I asked you this the other day, and I had a client that her husband, she's a little bit older. Her husband just hit full retirement age and applied for Social Security, and he's still working. And she's covered with his plan, and I asked if it, if it would be beneficial for her to even look at maybe you know, being on Medicare as
1: opposed to his plan. Is there benefits to doing that? Absolutely. Absolutely. There are. It, and, and it's, it, it really depends on every individual situation. Um, and that I, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to, push that question to our next segment, because I talk about employer plans a lot in that next segment. Um, So one of the things, the other thing I want to point out and keep in mind for you uh, listeners out there is, if you are, remember I mentioned, I asked a question about Social Security, right? Mm -hmm. If you are taking Social Security, you're automatically enrolled. But what if you're not taking Social Security? What do you do with Medicare? How do I get Medicare? Well, there's two options. And a couple of these options, one of them is probably not the best. The first option is you can contact your Social Security Administration office and schedule a phone interview, and they will enroll you in Medicare. Okay, it takes probably about 30 minutes. And just like the Social Security Administrative Office, they are not at liberty to give you advice on when to take. Um, it's kind of like this. They're not really going to do anything other than assist you in enrolling in Medicare. That's for part A and part B. The other option you have, and this is where I come into play and I can help you with this, is you can go online to the Social Security Administration website and you can do an online application to sign up and enroll for Medicare. Now, one thing you must have in place, you must have a My Social Security account established. Uh, it's kind of amazing to me, Jeremy, the number of people that have, you know, I, I ask them, do you have a My Social Security account? And they look at me like I've got three heads, right? They have no idea what I'm talking about. Or they say, I haven't gotten a statement in the mail from them for you know, X amount of years. Right, exactly. So creating that online account is a way that you can, um, um, you have to have that account created and we can help with that. We actually, uh, I'll sit right with you. If you know, a lot of people that come in that are, um, you know, older seniors, they don't have computers at home. They don't use that technology. I can actually help you and assist you in creating that account. Then we do an online application And then what happens from there is you'll get your your Medicare card in the mail. So there are some options available during the off season for Medicare. If you want to learn more about any of these, you know, obviously you can go to my website. It's America's Medicare Associates.com. I'm also uh, um, on the ARHQ.com. Uh, Go out there, you can check and see any events that are coming up because they talk a lot about all of these different options, all of these things that, um, these little nuances in these plans that people don't really know about. But keep in mind, if you're not on a five-star plan, and there's only, in this area, there's only two companies that have five-star plans in the Northwest Ohio area. Uh, And if you're not on one of those plans and you want to be uh, reach out to me, let me know how I can help you, and I'd be happy to
0: to get you on one of those plans if it fits your needs. Again, you can go ahead and reach out by giving a call, 419-794-3030. It's 419-794-3030. You can go to arhq.com. Right there on the top, uh, on the events tab there, you can find a list of all the upcoming events, which includes uh, Medicare workshops being taught throughout the year, uh, throughout the area. Find one that is uh, convenient for you, and, and feel free to go to register. Again, that's at A-R-H-Q com. A couple minutes ago there, you mentioned uh, people that are over 65 that are still working and, and, you know, their Medicare options. Can you explain how Medicare works with people who still have employer sponsored health coverage?
1: Absolutely, Chris. You know, that's kind of confusing for a lot of people. I've met with a couple of people on this here very, very recently. One of the things that I'm finding is... Um, it's 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 kind of ebb and flow. It it changes all the time. You know, I've I've in previous shows I've mentioned, um, you know, you used to turn sixty five but what happened? You know, you retire at sixty five, you turn sixty five, you sign up for Medicare, and you take Social Security and you ride off into the sunset. You know, on on retirement with all of those things. That's not happening anymore. Um, not like it used to. What I'm finding is more people are working past sixty five. Uh, than I've seen in, in many years uh, in the past. And and there's a huge confusion on whether or not they should take Medicare benefits if they're working. If you are working past 65 and you have employer-sponsored care, and you work for an employer, now this is the important part. If you work for an employer that has 20 or more employees, then you do not have to sign up for Medicare. Now, that is part A or part B. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to do anything. If you are working past 65, work for an employer that has 20 or more employees. Okay, you know, that's just one simple statement, right? But how does the benefits work? If you are working for an employer with 20 or more employees, their coverage is primary. Okay, the employer coverage is primary. And what that simply means is if you do sign up for Medicare Part A, which is free, a lot of people do that, and you're more than uh, welcome to do that, there's no reason not to. Well, there is one reason not to, well, I'll t- say in a minute. If you have a claim for hospitalization, the employer plan is primary, Medicare is secondary. Medicare will not cover the claim until it's sent to the employer plan. Now, let's circle back around. The reason why you would not want to sign up for Medicare Part A, and and I'm a big fan of these. If you have a health savings account, an HSA account, and you are contributing to that HSA account, if you sign up for Part A and Part B or just Part A alone, you will no longer be able to contribute to that HSA account. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, Jeremy, with the interest rates the way they are, you know, the, the money market rates the way they are now is the best time ever to create those HSA accounts. If you have a qualified high deductible health plan, you have to have a qualified high deductible health plan. You can contribute money to an HSA and earn, you know, four and a half, five percent, whatever the rates are paying on a money market account and get tax free dollars. Now, here's the problem you know I'll give you a story here I did an event here about uh, three or four months ago and I had someone come up to me during the event and they said Scott I need to schedule an appointment with you right away and I go okay I could tell that she was a little nervous and I said well what's going on she says well I've been contributing to an HSA for the last two years and I signed up for Medicare Part A and I go uh oh You got a little bit of a problem. So I explained to her exactly how it works. And she says, I had no idea. So the employer had no idea. They don't change it. The employer was contributing to her HSA. So here's the way this works. If you have an HSA, you sign up for Medicare, you have to six months prior to signing up for Medicare, discontinue contributions to an HSA. So what happens if you don't? Well, You are going to be charged a 6% exile tax on that contribution limit to the HSA that you are not supposed to be contributing. Mm. It's kind of like a qualified account, right? Right. If you overfund a qualified account, you have the same problem, right? Exactly. So that's the same thing because an HSA is a qualified account. So how do you fix that? Well, the way you fix that is you take that money out of that HSA. You can do it a couple of ways. You can spend it on uh, a qualified spending for healthcare, or you just do a withdrawal from that HSA account to get that money out of there so you're not subject to that tax, mm-hmm. okay? So that's one, one reason why you would not want to sign up for a um, Medicare if you're on an employer plan. Um, now, what happens if you're under 20 employees? Because there are situations out there where you've got some employers that are under 20 employees Well, it's just the total opposite. You do want to sign up for Medicare because under 20 employees, Medicare is primary coverage. The employer becomes secondary. Okay, so one of the big things is I don't like penalties. I prefer to not have them. And um, my job is to make sure that you're not paying any penalties. Okay, so if you do not sign up for Medicare under 20 employee workforce, you will could be subject to the the 10 percent late enrollment fee for medicare part a and part b um if you're on cobra that does not constitute credible coverage you must sign up for medicare if uh, you are on the unaffordable care act um and you um turning 65 that is also not credible coverage you must sign up for medicare at that point And for me, it really comes down to simple numbers. It's a numbers game for me. Sure. Okay. I, you know, you asked the question Does it make sense for someone to sign up? Well, here's what you want to look at How much are you paying a month for your employer coverage? Yeah. I mean,
2: we, You know, you just talked about saving penalties and obviously being in the financial planning industry, trying to save people money on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. That's where kind of my question is, is there a benefit to will Medicare be less than the employer coverage, especially on a spouse? Because sometimes it could be, you know, much higher depending on the situation.
1: It could be. It could be. So what we do is we basically look at how much are you paying for your employer plan? So if someone comes in and sits down with me and says, well, I'm on my employer plan. What should I do? The first and only question I ask is, how much are you paying for your employer plan? Medicare is 164.90 a month. Mm-hmm. So for a husband and wife, you're looking at 330 bucks a month. If your health insurance through your employer is more than 330 for the couple, then it may make sense to sign up for Medicare. Because then the second thing we look at is, what is your out-of-pocket expenses? What am I paying in co-pays, deductibles, my maximum out-of-pocket? So if you're paying less than 330 a couple or one sixty-four ninety an individual, keep your employer plan. If you're paying more than that, let's sit down and talk and make sure that it may, it may make more sense to sign up for Medicare.
0: Whether it's a fee or whether it's taxes or whether it's paying more for uh medical coverage than you need to it it boils down to paying more money that you could be using towards any number of things towards your retirement. Sure. That is what the team at America's retirement headquarters and America's Medicare Associates wants to do is minimize that. Make sure you get to keep as much of your money as possible with the help of smarter planning. And that all starts again, running those numbers with you picking the phone and calling this number 419-794-3030, or you can just go to the website as well. A-R-H-Q Now, guys, I hear the term caregiver when it comes to seniors and their children. Let's take some time here and explain exactly what the term caregiver means and the effects that can have on not the person receiving the care, but the person that that would be providing that care.
1: Yeah, this is this is a big one. And a lot of people don't really realize, uh, you know, you talk to people about long term care and they, you know, they make jokes about lighthearted jokes about saying, oh, I don't want long term care. I'm just going to save my kids. You know, yeah. That in theory, that's a well well and good. The problem is your kids aren't really going to understand exactly what they're signing up for or getting into. You know, I've had a lot of experience being a caregiver. I am a caregiver right now. You know, my mother is 85 years old. She's doing fantastic. She hasn't been in the hospital. I'm going to knock on wood here. Uh, since April of this uh, last year, so she's she's doing really really well. But I will tell you this: in 2022, she had 144 claims, wow, and 185 thousand dollars in medical bills. You know, so that's that's a big deal. That's that's a lot of it's a lot of stress you know i love my parents dearly you know my dad passed away and and before he passed away i i worked with him a lot on some of the things that he was experiencing and um i'm going to tell you a, a few i'm going to give give you listeners a few little tips to think about i had a client that wrote a book And this book, it was a very easy read. It wasn't a very thick book. And uh, it was talking about how to deal with someone that is going through and suffering from dementia. Okay. I will tell you, it was probably one of the best books that I've read that was so impactful to me. And here's why. I would go over and visit with my dad. Now, I didn't really understand exactly what was going on. But it was so difficult. And I would get so frustrated with him because he wouldn't really remember some of the things that he was doing throughout the days. And he would forget this and he would forget that. And, you know, he would go somewhere and it would take him, you know, 45 minutes to an hour when it was a 10 minutes up the road. Right. And it was like, what is going on? And the problem that I had was I got short tempered and I would walk out of there and I read that book and that changed everything for me immediately Mm -hmm. you know because you have to understand what they're going through and when you're a caregiver you don't get what they're going through you're just there to help them so a couple of things I've got a list of some items here to kind of be prepared for if you are thrust into the caregiver role one um, if you're a caregiver for a family member make sure that you secure a power of attorney if you're the one that is going to be deemed the um, health care provider for them, make sure you get the power of attorney. Be a companion and compassionate and let the, the, the other person make the decisions as much as possible. Help guide them um, because if you you have to give them that sense that they still have some control. If you remove everything from them, what will do they have to live for anymore? Right. Right. Handle finances and other legal matters. These are things that you're going to have to do, you know, and make sure that you've got things put in place. You know, that's where the power of attorney comes into play. Uh, You're going to need to talk with doctors, nurses and, and care managers. When I go with my mother, she's very, very hard of hearing. I sit with a doctor and I answer every one of the questions because I know mom's health inside and out. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what's going on with her. Right. You're going to need to buy groceries. I do that all the time. You know, um, clean the house, help cook, uh, provide transportation is another one that you're going to need to be prepared for, uh, arrange for medical appointments, um, medications. I've got a 30 day pill case that I use for my mom and um, I actually bought one for mom and dad and dad, unfortunately, passed away before he could really utilize it. So now mom's got a 90 day supply, but I give her 60 at a time Mm -hmm. and I go over once a, a month and I refill all of those prescriptions for her. And and lo and behold, I will tell you uh for any of you listening that are experiencing any things that i'm experiencing you open up the old pill case that and sure enough there's one or two pills that are stuck in the case that she didn't take right
2: it's like when you buy electronics and you have all those extra screws left over.
1: exactly it's the same thing there's a pill here mom say oh i dropped the pill the other day and it's laying on the floor she can't find it she can't be over to get it you know those things happen you know and probably one of the more important things um not that all of them aren't important, but make sure you take time for yourself you know uh, i have a family and i have things that i do around my own house and when i go over to mom's you know uh, i have to make sure that i take care of everything for her so make sure you take time for yourself to to decompress um so some of the other things personally that i will tell you um when the last time mom was in the hospital, she went to a skilled nursing facility. And while she was in a skilled nursing facility, I stopped and saw her every day. And while she was there, I was her son. Mm-hmm. It was fun. We laughed. We joked. She talked and dealt with people her age. When I go over to her house, I'm not her son, Scott. I'm her caregiver. And she'll say, I need this done. I need the light bulb changed here. I can't fix my sewing machine needs this. I need that. You know, and it puts you in a situation where it's like, oh, man, I have to go over to mom's tomorrow. I have to do this or whatever. You don't want to be in that situation. But I'm going to tell you it's real. And don't feel guilty for that because it is something that you are doing and providing for your loved one. So You know, we're coming to the end of the show here, and I want to make sure that I wrap it up with this. Being a caregiver, I look at it as actually a privilege. I still have mom that I can help take care of and help her with some of the things she needs. Um, She's pretty self-sufficient, but I still have her, and that's very, very important to me. If you are going to be thrust into that role, and you don't have things put in place. We actually have created some, uh, documents and some uh, brochures. We have the ultimate estate planning guide, which kind of addresses some of these same issues that we're talking about. If you want a copy of uh, that, that, um, um, ultimate estate planning guide, it is free. Uh, it's yours to, to have. Just reach out to
0: us and, um, um, you know, we'll make sure that we get one to you. Again, whether you are transitioning into retirement or you're taking care of a loved one, uh, there's there's a lot of big changes there, and it's something that can be kind of daunting to go on your own. The good news is this isn't something that that you need to do on your own. Let the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, uh, America's Medicare Associates, use their combined 75-plus years of experience to help you with that transition. Pick up the phone and give a call, 419-794-3030, or go to the website, arhq.com. We want to thank you for joining us here on the show, spending time with us. Uh, here on America's Retirement Headquarters. Please have a great week ahead of you. Be safe out there. And uh, guys, as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word.
1: Well, Jeremy, I want to thank you for joining today Mm -hmm. and uh, thank all you listeners and and viewers. Um, uh, We just want to make sure that um, if there's anything out there that we can do for you, visit us, uh, listen to our radio show. Uh, We're on every Saturday from um, uh, noon to one uh, here on uh, Toledo's number one talk radio show, WSPD 1370. What are you...
0: for... advice concerning your particular circumstance, annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.